previously on State of the Real Union, Rise Again. Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert are two of the biggest fucking hypocrites ever. All they're pretty much doing is, oh, look at me, look at me, look at me, preaching God and shit, but yet they're caught doing scandalous shit. Lauren Boebert got caught fondling a Democrat in a fucking Colorado play theater. Ditched his fucking ass because he's a fucking Democrat. Marjorie Taylor Greene preaching about being loyal to your partner, but yet she apparently had an affair, an open cheating relationship with a fucking sex guru and her former gym manager. If that ain't hypocrisy, I don't know what fucking is. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm in the empire business. Because I'm on a limited amount of time strength, because I want to get my Grandpa Lou on with me to talk some politics with me and shoot the shit with me. Uh, that's why um, I wanted to keep uh, Space Strippers, which is today's featured song. Very short. Because for the last hour and a half, I had to deal with a fucking family emergency. One where a certain parent... Has to be treated like a fucking child. I'll get into that another day. Because seriously, I fucking hate people who are addicts. Jesus fucking Christ. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 9 of State of the Real Union Rise Again. Y'all know who I am. They call me Sky, Phoenix God, Phoenix Knight. King of the Phoenix Empire. Zane Phoenix, Fantasy Football God, Music God. Captain of Longhorn Nation, Captain of Mizzou Nation, Captain of Dolphin Nation. God, I can't wait for next Monday night. I can't wait to be back in Miami with the Queen. Jesus fucking Christ. Wherever you may be listening, however you may be listening, I appreciate you all for joining me here tonight. Here on the show, as always, we value one thing and one thing only, and that's feeling what you're feeling. Because when you feel what you're feeling, you're being real. And being real is a very, very, very big deal. Tonight, I have the honor to welcoming my guest, my, my amazing Grandpa Lou, who has been a very big part of my life. And I want him to be a part of this journey with me, with us. Um, you know, because I want to be able to do more for him because I'm very thankful 
for him and all he does for me and also just for being a big part of my life. I love him to death and I want to be able to do something for him. So that's another motivation. Probably already said it a few times where I want to do stuff for the people who have done things for me. I want to be able to give back while also providing for me and Nicole. Even though I'm not telling Nicole that she can't, that to quit her career. I'm not doing that. Because who the hell knows what's going to happen. But we'll see what happens. But before we get to that, I'm going to make this very quickly. The first order of business is this. Space horror movies. Can't stand them. Horror is already tough enough. But space horror, outer space in general, nah, nah. No mas. Now, if it's, if it's like a superhero movie in space, if it's like an action movie in space, Star Wars, Star Trek, whatever, fine. If it's like documentation, like Neil deGrasse Tyson learning about the cosmos and all that, fine. But as far as like movies, like Alien, Alien vs. Predator Requiem, that movie Life, with Rebecca Ferguson, Jake Gyllenhaal, and Ryan Reynolds, or that movie with George Clooney and Sandra Bullock, Gravity, where Sandra Bullock's character gets lost in space. No mas. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. That shit fucking terrifies me. Because on the real world, at least you could do, or at least on Earth, or wherever planet, you could do something about it. But in outer space, one wrong move, you're fucked. You are tremendously fucked. I always had dreams, but not dreams, nightmares about outer space. I hate outer space. Are you fucking kidding me? I'd rather fucking die before going into outer space. It has always scared the shit out of me. You really think I want to watch space horror movies? Especially space horror movies like Alien vs. Predator Requiem where fucking Pred Alien gets these two women pregnant with like little alien babies? No mas. No mas. Absolutely not. Besides, some of the space horror movies don't even make sense. But it's not as bad as like this fucking um, parasite or like this little killer cell creature um, on the movie Life whose name is Calvin. Uh, I remember one time I watched that scene with um, fucking uh, whatchamacallit. Uh, where on that movie Life, basically what happened was where Calvin, the killer cell creature, is basically put in a fucking cage with a lab rat. Calvin is massaging the rat's ears. The rat snaps at Calvin. 
What happens moments later? Calvin, or the killer cell creature, fucking attacks the rat. I remember that I was traumatized for about a fucking week. That's how scary that shit was, man. I shit you not. That's why I can't handle space horror movies. I can't do it. I can't do it. Why would I want to? Why would I want to traumatize myself through that? Because again, it's like I said, in space you can't do shit. Something goes wrong, you're fucked. If something like a fucking killer alien comes after you, you're fucked. Not a lot of choices in space, Bubba. No moss. No moss. Talk to me if it's a superhero movie. Talk to me if it's an action movie. Uh, or Star Wars or Star Trek. Talk to me when it's those. But just a normal Lost in Space movie. No mas. No mas. That's all I'm going to say on that. I would rather sit and watch a normal horror movie than a space horror movie. Plain and simple bottom line. Anywho... I'm going to take a quick break, and then I'm going to bring my Grandpa Lou on. Luology, Luolitics. We're going to have a political shoot-the-shit episode with my Grandpa Lou when we come back next. Uh, and, and listen to what's happening. It looks as though um, they're going to begin this vote. Let's listen in. Five minutes. They can hold it open for longer, but as Monty suggested, it's not likely to go. You're for seeing how than that, quickly but you can right see now. See how quickly people are actually yeah. voting. Yeah. And just watch the bottom number on the left under yay. Now, I, I guess we don't know if they're for to expel. As you can see here, very latest, and what she is hearing where she is. Where are you, Melanie? Yeah, I'm right outside the House chamber right now. And looking at these vote titles, you see Republicans are pretty evenly split here. 101, 102 Republicans now voting to expel George Santos. That is a very big number. That was far more than what was actually needed. The and the decision the from the House of Representatives on this historic vote, George Santos has been voted expelled from the House of Representatives by a two-thirds majority of the House, the final tally, 311 fellow House members. In your national headlines this morning, former Congressman George Santos is now threatening revenge on his former colleagues in Congress. This comes after he became the sixth House member ever expelled from the House. Aaron Gilchrist has the latest. One day after George Santos' historic expulsion from the House of Representatives... Congressman, what do you say to your constituents? Excuse me. You guys got to get out of my way. Santos making clear he's not going away quietly, taking to social media and going after his former colleagues, promising to file Monday morning ethics complaints against New York Republicans Nick LaLota, Nicole Maliotakis, and Mike Lawler, as well as New Jersey Democrat Rob Menendez, each of them dismissing Santos's threat... Maliotakis' office saying he is a scorned and known serial liar. A Menendez spokesman saying we will not expend any energy responding to his Botox-fueled fits of rage. 
311 House members voted to remove Santos on Friday, 105 of them Republicans. His name almost immediately removed from his now former House office, moments before the locks were changed. The ouster coming on the heels of a House ethics report that said he used campaign money to pay for designer clothes and casino trips, and after federal charges that he defrauded donors and laundered campaign money. Santos has pleaded not guilty to all of the charges. He needs people I can work with, and George Santos just took up space. New York's governor saying she'll announce a special election date to replace Santos soon, a crucial contest that could narrow the GOP's already razor-thin margin in the House. Voters in the Empire State's 3rd Congressional District seem ready to move on, too. I'm hoping that both sides vet their candidates very strongly so we don't have to go... Ladies and gentlemen, it is my absolute honor <laughs> to welcome my next guest. He has been a big part of my life, my entire life since I was young. 
I love him very much. And I figured because he has been a big part of my life and I want to do this so I can do more for him, for all that he has done for me. I wanted him to come on for his first of many appearances. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> my grandfather, Lou Ross. My well, man, good evening. Well, good evening, Sky. And thank you for the very nice introduction. How are you doing tonight? I'm stressed, man. I'm stressed. Um, I think you know who it has to do with, but I'll tell you about it off air. I'll tell you about it off air, because that's not why I wanted to bring you on tonight, but I do have some stuff to fill you in on, but off air. But how are you? Well, uh, although the Steelers lost, I'm not doing too well on my fantasy leg. I'm doing fine. How about you tonight? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. So what the hell happened with Kenny Pickett? I don't know. I didn't get a chance to watch the game. I just saw that the Trubisky came in when I saw the stats. That's all. I don't know yet. Okay. I'll tell you what. Um, After the Thursday night game, because I know Rhonda has Amazon Prime, uh, let me know, and I'll I'll send you my direct t- or my Sunday ticket login so you can watch the Steelers. Yeah, okay, do sounds great. I will do that for you because I want you to be able to see if they're going to make the playoffs and join my amazing Dolphins. But other than Texas make or other than the thing I'll tell you about, and you you already know who it's about. Um, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Just getting ready for Miami. You know, uh huh. That's two weeks away. Uh, one week from tomorrow. Yeah, there you go. One week from tomorrow. So, anywho, um, I wanted to bring you on tonight, um, to have a political episode with me because, um, obviously, I want to react to the big historic news that uh, George Santos was expelled. So we're going to discuss that. Discuss some quick things going around, going on in the political world, because you know me, I haven't been keeping up with that shit because you know it's just the same fucking shit. Um, <laughs> maybe play a quick game of hot or not with the with who's beautiful in the political media as far as the <laughs> ladies go, okay. and then if you have time for a quick story to tell my audience, you know um, that's why I wanted to bring you on. So. You ready to do this? I'm ready. Let's shoot. Let's go. Perfect. So before we get to the George Santos thing, um, I just want you to know, be yourself. Um, it, I am not like any other podcast. Now, obviously, you know, like the discussions you and I have had over the years politically, you know, um, we've never said anything out of hate to anybody but we do call people out on their bullshit so (laughs) just be yourself okay all right i'm gonna start this off by asking you um what are your thoughts on the historic vote of george santos being expelled from the house what are your thoughts well my thoughts are it took long enough for them to get around to doing it i mean I know he hasn't been convicted yet, but on the other hand, it was more of a bipartisan vote this time around. And obviously, there's been new evidence presented to to swing more Republicans to vote to kick him out. So, yeah, he's he's just a uh, 
very sore spot in Congress. And I guess even the Republicans realize that uh, although they want his vote, they got to yeah. he's got to go. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, first of all, I'm actually shocked that this happened. You know, because on account of like there are many more crooked Republicans in Congress. I'm talking to Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert, which we'll be making some jokes about them throughout the night. Um, you know, why the fuck did they decide to get it around to them? But yet there is clear evidence that, um, you know, why haven't we done this to get Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene the fuck out of Congress? That well. I don't understand. I don't, I don't, I know they've done some weird and stupid things and, uh, they shoot their mouths off, but, um, I don't think they went the order of magnitude. This guy went as far as lying and, uh, deceit and as, and as, and as far as I know, campaign spending, I don't know all the story about it. I'm sure they all cheat on the campaign spending, but, you know, I mean, for using it for personal, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, like, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know how to respond to that. I'll respond to that. I mean, I mean, if you look at even Lauren and you look at uh, Marjorie, Marjorie you, you don't have everybody in, their, in the, the state party calling for their removal where they were doing that for George Santos. The whole state of New York Republicans wanted him out. So, you know, that's that's a lot of that's a lot of pressure there, especially when they gotta try to get a primary and try to hold on to that seat coming up here. Yeah. Is he had he they, not gotten exposed from Congress or expelled what the fuck am I saying? Um had he had not gotten expelled from Congress, was there about to be a primary involving Santos? I really don't know. I didn't keep up. I don't know that close. I've been keeping that close attention on that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I would, I would, I would strongly think that the, if the Republican state party didn't want him, that they were going to put a primary candidate up against them. Yeah. I mean, I mean, again, they got to, they got to show the people that they're doing the right thing. <laughs> every once in a while, because, yeah, Not a lot of politicians never do that anymore. I mean, go figure. Right. But no, um, that story right there, um, that story right there made me realize, hmm, you know, I know I haven't really been listening to a lot of um, political news in a while. I mean, you know, as you already know by now, I mean, I'm still mainly. Uh, I'm an independent, mainly with liberal views, but, you know, from some of the stuff that I've seen from the left, you know, like screwing Bernie twice uh, out of the presidential election, you know, I'm starting to see that certain politicians on the left are perfect themselves. But, oh, no. yeah, and I'm sure we'll just, we're not going to be able to discuss it all tonight, uh, you know, because we already have a plan going into this. Yeah. Um, and plus, I got to do a second episode um, 
re- regarding the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. I'll tell you all about that later. But um, <laughs> this story got me realizing that I should start getting back into the news a little bit, especially, um, and this will be a perfect segue to um, one of our biggest, uh, probably topics of the night, which is the 2024 election. So before I respond, what are your thoughts so far on what it's looking like? Uh, Well, right now, you know, Although Biden is kind of trailing Trump in some of these latest polls or whatever, uh-huh. I still think that uh, when it comes down to it, if even if he is still the nominee, that Biden will beat him. That Biden would beat Trump again? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt uh-huh. about it. I hope so, it doesn't. I hope it doesn't come to that, but I think he will. I mean, what's up? No, you you can continue. Did you did you want to continue? Well, oh, I still think you know you you, you figure. And again, I haven't seen the latest numbers and all that, but yeah, you got he you got your Trump supporters, and then, but they're 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 fading. They're not they're not growing, as far as I can see. What, the Trump supporters? Yeah. And, you know, the independents who voted for him the first time. And I, you know, I, I see why a lot of people voted for him the first time. Right. And uh, I don't see why a lot of people voted for him the second time. But <laughs> uh, but that you, but you saw that he got more votes. But the, as, you, as you know, the Democrats came out and overwhelmed him. But um, and yeah, the. I guess the scary thing to me is still the electoral college because all you had to do is win like five key states there and you could win the whole damn election, even if you lose the popular vote. Yeah. And when you look back in time, the Republicans are no- notorious for that. Losing the, popular, losing the popular vote, but winning the electoral college. Yeah. I mean, the same thing happened with Bush and Kerry, or I think it was McCain and Obama um, during Obama's first term. I mean, so I'll be very honest with you. Well, yeah, what do you think? So um, I'll be very honest with you. Um, and by the way, before I continue with my response, um, I want to make it clear to my audience so far or potential audience, I am not a Trump supporter by any means. I think that he is a jackass on so many things. However, I... Like I said at the introduction, I am more middle ground now because I feel that in political conversations, especially nowadays, we can't even have with anybody a fair conversation. We can't be in the middle because the stupid bullshit, and I'll I'll get to my presidential thoughts here in just a second. Um, We can't even be in the middle you know, because the stupid bullshit in con- Congress has divided everything. It's either you're this or you're that. If you're not one thing, you're the other thing. So don't you think that's a problem, a big problem? Oh, yeah, definitely. That's, a, that's one of the biggest problems. And then that's, that's 
that's one of the biggest problems for the populations, but it's one of the biggest uh, windfalls for the corporate and the elite. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I feel one thing we need to do is about is get rid of Citizen United. I I shit you not. Oh um, man, you you're exactly right on that. Yeah, because you know, um, I'll have to do research, and then we'll for the Citizen United conversation. Maybe we'll do a separate episode on that because again, okay. I've had so much going on. Um, I haven't even had time like to do my full research. And I mean, I get the point, but like Citizens United has to go. But enough of me stalling. Um, my thoughts in the presidential election is I'll be very honest with you. So I don't want Trump. I do not want Trump. No candidate is perfect. Every candidate has their point that, you know, I may or may not agree with. Now, there are stupid politicians like a George Santos or a Marjorie Taylor Greene or whoever. Um, I, I wouldn't be opposed to Biden winning again. But however, what I feel, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the reason why an overwhelming majority voted um, for Biden when it came to this last election is because Trump absolutely dropped the fucking ball on COVID. And I mean, him, his supporters, um, Republican governors like Greg Abbott, uh, DeSantis, um, and all of them, like they were big, pretty much deniers of COVID. Um, and I got a story about um, me getting into it with someone who was a former acquaintance. I'll tell that here in a second after your response. But um, I wouldn't necessarily be celebrating if Biden won. Now, I don't know about Gavin Newsom uh, because, you know, as a Texan, um, even though I hate Greg Abbott, even though I agree with him very rarely, um, I don't necessarily want Gavin Newsom as the Democratic nominee. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. And maybe you might have some Democratic nominees that could work. Um, for the no. You, you don't? There's no, there's, no, there's, there's no other Democratic candidate that would work. Fuck. That sucks. Uh, <laughs> of oh course, God. that's only my opinion. But, uh... No, no, that's, that's fine. And again, like I said, be yourself. I mean, it's just for any no. political party to not nominate, renominate their first-term president is like political suicide. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I understand that. But the problem is, while Biden was very good with COVID, because again, I'm sorry to any possible Republican supporters out there. I'm sorry, but if you but if people think COVID-19 was a fucking hoax, they're idiots. I'm sorry, but they're they're idiots. COVID-19 was a very very real problem. Mm-hmm. And what really broke my heart or here before I get to that 
and then I'll hand it over to you for your thoughts on, um, you know, even if you disagree with me on my selections, that is totally fine. Um, even though this one was a COVID denier, um, as far as everything else, I somewhat be okay with Robert Kennedy Jr. Um, I know your views on him and I do see them because again, he was a vaccine denier. Um, and then, um, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily vote for this one, but I'd somewhat, not fully, somewhat be okay a little bit with Ron DeSantis. Only for one reason. Only Now, I'm not going to vote for him. I'm not going to vote for him. But I'm just saying, with the fact that the Democrat, the Democratic Party, twice screwed who you and I both know as the rightful candidate and Bernie Sanders. I mean, you can't trust them. So, but the one reason why I would somewhat, again, not 100%, be okay with Ron DeSantis is, number one, he's not Trump. Now, there are some things where he is similar to Trump, but number two, one of his big things is uh, being very serious about helping the mental health crisis which is a big fucking problem in this country and in today's society. I mean, I'll pass it over to you for your for your response. I'll let you have the floor for a few minutes. Uh, well, I uh, guess I would applaud DeSantis if he is doing that, and I don't take your word that he is. I really haven't seen any, anything along those lines, but right. I pay too much attention to him. Um, of course not. I don't either. Not really. He, uh, what about Robert Kennedy? No, Robert Kennedy, as I think we've maybe discussed earlier, was, uh, it's not his time. I mean, he, he wants to play spoiler. That's all he wants to do right now. He's not going to win the election. He's probably not. He's already, he already dropped out of the Democratic primary. He's running as an independent. And as far as, the reports I've heard is his biggest financier is a Republican. So, you know, yeah, that, that's and, and I problem. think the Republicans are actually more afraid that he's going to take votes away from, from Republicans and Democrats as usual third party candidates do. Right. Right. Um, my, my view is, you know, I mean, I tried to look into him. I don't, I still don't feel comfortable with what I've seen trying to be objective about it and uh and and although the democratic party is like they have their flaws and yes they screwed bernie and uh, it's like it's like the only i saw this joke the other day or something like said you know the republicans are worried about the democratic democrats fixing elections well they only do that in the primaries yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, uh, but then you saw how Bernie just said, screw it. You know, I'm going to work within the system. And yeah. he's got a lot of done for the Democrats and as his leadership in the Senate. Absolutely. And, you know, and uh, so he's, you know, and I think as far as upcoming stars in the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. there's a lot of them. 
and uh, you know, there's you know, there's a couple shady characters, just but not as many as anyway. I'm as there once was, like a uh, like a Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, I mean, well, she was a she was a good politician, and I, I'm like, nah, I don't know. But anyways, I mean, uh, I like this Ro Khan and out of California, who's running for the state senate seat now, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, and what's her name? Barbara, not Barbara Lee, but um, uh, Katie, Katie Porter. Katie Porter, what's Oh my she God, is? I love Katie Porter. She's, uh, she's right in your face. Show me the proof type of uh, no nonsense fight for the public type of senator, you know. Really? Cong- Congressperson. Oh, yeah, you should go. Go to go look her up, you, Katie Porter on YouTube and congressional Katie hearings. Porter. She she girls a man. And she, I mean, she held like she was in the banking committee meeting and uh, right. She said she just took one of the presidents to task, saying, you know, I looked at your, I saw, I looked at your classified ads, and I saw there for you know, a job opening and I did all and blah, blah, blah. She goes through all the calculations on you're paying this amount. And if I live in this apartment, if I blah, 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 these are my expenditures. So how am I supposed to make ends meet? She did that? Oh yeah. She put it right to him. And you know, he, he he backpedaled. I forget how he, he alibi or something, but you know, it was like, here you are sitting anyways. I mean, she's right. she, She got all her facts straight. Anyways, She's a promising uh, Democrat. Ooh. And, you know, and, and though there's always the corporate influence in the Democratic Party. Of course. At times way That's too right. much. Biden's, you know, Biden's kind of straddling it. I mean, he's doing yeah. a lot of things. I think he's bringing, man- he is increasing manufacturing. I mean, he... And, you know, and Bernie's getting them to cut some of the prices on some of the drugs for Medicare and all that stuff now. And, you know, so the Democrats, I mean, if the Democrats show the independents what what they've done, and I I think uh, the independents will be swayed over to the voting blue, you know. Yeah. And you yeah. know, and I, I don't know. I, I, you just hope that Biden doesn't die in office. <laughs> oh, I know. That's that's always a constant talking point. I mean, especially among Republican uh, news outlets. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see that shit all the time. You see it on uh, definitely Hannity. They call him Sleepy Joe, or you know, the yeah. whole the whole Let's Go Brandon bullshit. Um, let me let me segue over to this. Um, but before I do that, um, is Katie Porter a current senator in? No, no, no. She's a she's a congresswoman from California, and she's in the House of Representatives right now. Yes. Oh, yes. Ooh. She's a firework. She's she. I love her. What what state uh, is she representing? California. Okay, well, I like anybody who is in your face like that. Like, basically, like, show us the fucking proof. Because, like, other than, like, a few uh, politicians, like Bernie, of course, um, you know, other than, like, Katie Porter, like, the 
the rest of them, for the most part, just spew a bunch of bullshit. I know. You know, on on both sides, on both sides. Again, like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and be like a fucking conservative news host. No, 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 no. Because, again, I'm more of a middle ground guy. And we'll, we'll, we'll discuss some of that because I actually do have like a couple of things before we take a quick break because I don't want to keep you up late. And also, um, I got um, I got another episode I have to record. But okay. um, let me ask you this. Um, and, and again, we're not done yet. Um, let me ask you this. Um, a big topic of discussion. And again... You say whatever you want. This this is a show where you could be, or this is a podcast where you could be real. Um, let's start this off with. Um, would you be okay if we got into the abortion uh, topic real quick? Sure. Okay. So you obviously know my views. Um, we talked about this in private so many times. Um, what are your thoughts on the whole abortion thing? Because Obviously, as you and I both know, it is a woman's right to choose at the end of the day. And we cannot stand there and judge them. What are your thoughts? And then I'll respond with my thoughts on that. Well, yeah, well, I has yes, I agree 100%. Um, as far as... Uh, being... W- being very scared of the Republican Party if they would get the presidency and Congress is that they would try to put a national ban on abortion. I'm sure they would. They said they wouldn't, but they would. So right. that's one thing that's definitely the Democrats are going to point out. And especially if this new if the House Speaker is still in place. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I don't even know his name. I don't care. All well, well, he's... He'd be the first one who would vote for the for total national abortion. So there, that's all you got to know. That, uh, that's and, bullshit. And uh, that's- so, and I think that's again, that's going to be a big driving force to get people to go out and say, "We're not going to vote for Trump, and we're not going to vote for these anti-abortionists, anti in these book banners and these book, you know, they might as well be burning books, you know, and stuff like that." You know, it's like, but uh, as far as um, course i think it should be legal and i think of course you know and and there again the big deal or the miss misdirection play that the republican party does with that is you know like planned parenthood they are right. an abortion uh slaughterhouse when most of Which their stuff mo- no most of the stuff is for prenatal care and all that stuff and advice and checkups and that and you know abortion's the last thing they you know they really want to do but of course but of course they paint them as all black but they're all anyways uh so as far as the exact uh-huh. uh term limit i i'm not i'm not a professional and i don't i can't say that what i think but obviously right you know, it has to be a couple of two three four months or something like that you know they can't right right but yeah and then you know and of course when it comes down to uh an abortion to save the mother at time of birth and you know 
Very, very good point. Very good point. And I think you have to save the mother. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. First of all, that last part, you took the exact thought out of my mouth. I mean, you already know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, first of all, um, first of all, for anybody who doesn't know, um, I personally, I, I know that it's a woman's right to choose. Let, let me be very clear about that. Let me be very clear about that. However, there are three sides to it, which one of them is a problem. Well, they're all problems in their own way. Um, I'm going to start with the two, well, um, along with the mother's health being in jeopardy, of course. So, number one, I'm going to start off with, let's say if a woman is, God forbid, raped. That is not okay. And a woman should, especially if a woman's health is in danger after she was, God, unfortunately raped, if a woman's health is in danger and the baby wasn't even hers and the only way to save her life mm-hmm. or, you know, the trauma of it, I can understand that. Same yeah. thing with incest. Incest is like the family form of rape. Right. It, it, it 100% is. So I can understand those two things along with in general whether it was unplanned or not, if a woman's health is in danger. Here's the big problem, though. And this is where I'm going to kind of separate for a little bit. And again, you already know where I'm going with this. Um, a, lot of, a lot of times, and I've said this many times to you in private, I said this many times uh, in the past, you know, when I did my first podcast, you know, real time with Sky, that was a different time, a different day. Um, I've always said that me personally, I necessarily don't agree with a baby's life being taken only for one reason, only for one reason. And it has to do with a big problem in today's society. So first of all, you and I both know that sex is awesome. I say that on this show all <laughs> sex is the fucking greatest thing ever i'm gonna say it right now i am going to say it right now but it's also a beautiful thing but there's a lot of people in today's society younger generation younger than my generation definitely younger than your generation who go out and party and you know they get so fucking wasted or what the fuck ever and these young couples or like these one night stand hookups, they're like, oh, I'm not going to be pregnant. Oh, I don't care. Don't don't use protection or, oh, I'm not on the pill. And then they end up paying the price for that. When it comes to the fact they're like, oh, I don't want the kid. Or blah, 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 because they were irresponsible. I'm not OK with that. Let me be very clear on that. I am not OK with that. But, you know, that's just what I feel is a big problem in today's society. So on that part, I am a little bit of both. You know what I'm saying? 
Well, I think, yes, I do. And I think this new after pregnancy pill, whatever the hell they call it. Uh-huh. <clears throat> that's a good thing and a bad thing because, yeah. Right. So everybody makes a mistake once in a while like that. Of course. And then, but secondly, you're going to have a certain certain percentage of population who are going to say, oh, what the hell? You just take, you take that, we're all off the hook, you know? Right, right. Well, no. maybe, maybe guys should have, maybe guys should carry that with them instead of rubbers. Yep. Yep. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe that, maybe that. That's absolutely true. Now, look. I am not, let me be very clear to my women audience. I am not here singling the entire women race at all. I am not saying that at all. And that's why I had to clarify my comments where it's like, at the end of the day, it's not our, it's not our choice. It is your choice. It is your choice. It is your body. 100%. Yes. And, you know, there are scenarios that the women did not ask for, like a rape or an incest or a woman's health is in danger, even if it was planned. Like nobody asked for that, you know? Mm. But I'm talking about there's a select few in the population. And I've heard stories personally where, you know, yes, mistakes are made, but there are also mistakes that are not. That is my problem. Yeah. That is that that is one thing when it comes to that topic of conversation, I have a problem with. I have a very big problem with that. Well, but again, I, I, can I just say, can I just interrupt you and say I understand your problem with the uh, circumstances and the and the decisions that led up to that point, and that's right. That, but the thing is what's about the consequences to that child uh-huh. if the parents are <laughs> going to be irresponsible from pre <laughs> before the child's even born so you know that's a good point well i know so the so you i mean you almost would hope that I'm not, no, I'm not saying the right decision. Right. But the, the decision that would be best for all three parties would be made by the woman. You know, I guess I'm assuming single woman. Right. Um, because, you know, are you, do you want to bring an, an abusive person up? An, are you? Well, I'm trying to say, do you, you, no, do, you want to, do you want to have this child that's such a disadvantage of, in life to begin with that it's never going to make it? And, you know, it's never going to. Chances are that it's going to. That it's going to have a complicated household. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Or just say, a no, I don't want to say normal life. I'm not. Do you know what I'm saying? No, of course, no. But uh, that this child is going to have a decent chance to, to make it in life is very going to be very slim. You know, I mean, 
but then again, the mother could have, she could be a, maybe a drug addict. Then, you know, a year later, see the light of day and become the best mother in the, in the world. You know, who knows? But, oh, no, I. Yeah, I, yeah but I, I agree 100 percent. It's the uh, decision making process that get to the point that's. That's a uh, sickening. Yes, no, absolutely, absolutely. And that is a very good point. I mean, again, we don't know everything that's going on, but I'm not even just talking about like abusive households, like, you know, rednecks and all that. I'm not talking just about that. I'm talking like even like a nightlife or something, because you, you know how this shit goes. Oh, yeah. Where, like someone's out of town. Or there's like a big festival, South by Southwest, where, you know, there's like these young women who don't know any better. And it's like, they're like, oh, I don't care. Like they're obnoxious. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm also talking about that. Or back, in the, or back in the 70s when they were all on Quaaludes. <laughs> that too. That too. But so, anyway. look, like I said, like I said, it's a very complicated uh, situation and again I'll say this one last time I am not here and you're not here saying oh a woman should be forced to by other people to decide what she does with her body we are not saying that at all nope. women are beautiful creatures you got an amazing beautiful woman in Rhonda I got an amazing, beautiful woman in Nicole, who I love very much, who even though I'm a pain in her ass at times, I love her very much. And I can't say certain, and she's told me some things that I'm not going to say on it, okay, because that's her business and that's private conversation between me and her. Mm -hmm. But I will say this as an example. If any of those God forbid moments ever happened in Nicole, and she was in that situation where her health was on the line. And that was the only way I'd a hundred percent be okay with that because I love her very much. And I want her and I to have a future together. I don't want to lose the woman I love more than anything in this world, even though things are not perfect. I love her. I don't want anything to happen to her. I I'm just with you. Of course, I'm just stay. I'm sitting here. Um, you know, um, telling the examples of where it's like, you know, there are examples where someone could be judged for something like that. But again, at the end of the day, it's not our choice. It's the woman's choice. You know what I'm saying? Yep, exactly. Yeah. So um, I want to get into two more quick things and then let's take a quick break um, and then we'll come back. We'll have some fun. Does that sound good? Yeah, sounds Yep. Perfect. I'm really enjoying this, man. I really yeah, am. I am too. Yeah. So um, another thing I want to get into um, is the uh, gun control issue. Um, and I'm about to take a massive shit on Greg Abbott for this one. But uh, before I do that, um, what are your thoughts real quick on the gun control issue? That it's out of control. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, it it is. It there's, is. Uh, there's, I can't see any solution. 
No, especially uh, not in these Republican states, especially here in Texas. Jesus Christ. Well, you uh, can't do... I mean, the, there's... The only... The only attempt you can make at gun control is at the national level because, you know, you can't do it on the in state level because that's guns flow freely then between state borders. No, no, no problem. And, uh, yeah. and there's so many guns. I the statistics are sickening here, especially how many guns there are in America, how many, uh, M47s or whatever they are, automatic rifles there are in America. But, um, right. Right. They, got, they, um, they, need, they need to, they need to ban those. I mean, just period. They, those, the, those, there's, I don't see any reason why those guns are not banned. Like, like, like a very public. advanced gun. Is that what you're yes. saying? Yeah. Of course. I mean, you can't, you, you're not, you can't ban handguns and you can't ban rifles and that like that. No way. But, you know, nobody needs to, I mean, even the guy who invented, invented that wishes he never did. Who, who's the guy? I, I read an article recently, and I don't remember his name. AR-57, AI, whatever. Yeah. He, yeah, he wishes he never would have invented it. Really? I'll, I'll have to take a look at that. I'll have to take a look at that. Um, uh, what about you? I mean, what do you think? Because, I mean, Texas fucking is crazy down there. Oh, God, don't even get me started on what's going on down here. Jesus. I mean, okay. it, it just kills me that you don't even need a license to buy a gun anymore. Oh, and that's what I'm saying. I'm about to take a massive shit on Greg Abbott for this shit. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, so my thoughts on Greg Abbott's open sanctuary bill or open carry bill which I think is a load of bullshit. Um, I think it was one of the most stupidest things ever. And I'm going to tell you why. But before I tell you, well, actually, this is a part of the reason why. First of all, I'll say it again. There, while there may, okay, actually, I haven't said this yet. Sorry, I'm not thinking straight right now. Um, so, I do know and I have heard from certain Democrats on the left that did say, oh, we want to take your guns away. First of all, ignore those Democrats because the majority of what I've heard, they never once said they want to take your fucking guns away. I never once heard that from a majority of Democrats. No, they just, cut, they just say that on Fox News. Yeah. Now, there may be a clip of someone saying something similar to that on the left, but from a majority of what I've heard from possible Democrat candidates or Democrat politicians or Democrat news, not everybody in the Democrat news has said that, but I've heard majority of them, they don't want to take the fucking guns away. It's part of the Second Amendment. What they want is strict background checks to try to keep it out of the hands of the wrong people. Right. Now, granted, it's not going to stop the black market. The black right. market is a very big fucking problem. I mean, don't you agree? Oh, yeah. For so, sure. So, 
we're not going to deny that. But what what it just irritates me. And again, this is where and and I'll get to Greg Abbott here in a second because. He's one of the Republicans that I cannot stand. Um, again, now when there's something that I agree with him on, um, I'll make it known. But it's very, very rare. And I mean super rare. Um, but, you know, just because maybe a person or two here and there, whether it's a Democratic politician or a Democratic um journalist uh, said that doesn't represent the entire fucking population of the left. Um, me personally, I don't think that guns should be taken away. I do not at all. Because, look, there are two reasons why. Number one, there, there are times where you need to defend yourself and your family. There are times where you absolutely have to defend yourself and your family. I mean, what the fuck else, what the hell else are you going to defend yourself or your family with? You can't necessarily defend them with half the shit in your house. But, you know, a gun is serious. It's like, you know, I'll, I'll use Nicole as an example again. If Nicole was ever being attacked, by some fucking intruder and I and I had a gun I am ready to pull the fucking trigger on the intruder because I'm going to give him one chance to get the hell out of my house and get the hell away from my family or he's a fucking dead man so you know we should have the right to be able to defend our family and to protect our lives that's number one okay number two some people use it as recreational, like going hunting or going to a shooting range to blow off some steam. That I understand, okay? But there are people out there that, like with anything else, and this is actually when we're done talking about this topic, this will be the last topic, um, which is... Um, hardcore right wing and woke left because I do want to hear your thoughts on that because and, and I'll tell you why here in a second but um, you know there are people in the gun control debate that ruin it for everyone else and that's a problem with anything it could be a problem with racial issues like you know I've always said this I even said this in my first book that I've never published you know, when it comes to the whites, you know, uh, crooked cops or crooked politicians or crooked billionaires ruin it for the, the white race. When it comes to the Latino community, it's the cartel ruining it for them. Just because, or and, et cetera, et cetera. Just because there is one person or something doesn't represent the entire population of that group. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and when it comes to the gun control debate, um, you know, just because there are evil people out there who use guns and shit for evil 
doings, like shooting up all these schools and putting these children through traumas or these parents through traumas, it doesn't mean that everyone else is bad. But my problem is, and this happens on both sides, you know, um, one thing happens, you know, it's like everything else about it is fucked. And I think that is wrong. You know, just because somebody like a crooked cop or, okay, let me, let me start. Just because someone in the cartel or like a gangbanger or something go out and commit evil shit, you know, robbing stores, raping women or whatever, or shit that the cartel does, it does not mean at all whatsoever that the Latino community is bad people. They're not. Same thing with overseas, like terrorists, you know, let's, let's use, um, I'm not even going to get into the Hamas and Israel debate right now. We're not going to do that tonight because I need to gather my facts about that because there are both sides. Um, and that thing is very divided, but you know, let's use, I don't know what, what's a good example overseas of like, of like an evil act being committed. And because of that, everyone else is being looked at as bad people, like maybe ISIS or something, you know, ISIS was an evil group. They, they really are, you know, but just because there's a select few doing evil shit doesn't represent anyone else. It just represents that group. You know what I mean? Oh, the yeah. person who's doing the evil shit. What are your thoughts on that? Well, that's well, that's exactly right. It'd be like uh, if the Ku Klux Klan took over the presidency and the Congress. <laughs> yes, that that's a good example. That okay? That that's another perfect example. The clue the the KKK is a bunch of racist motherfuckers. Yep. They really are. I I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. You know, if they, God forbid, were to ever take control of Congress, just like QAnon is, sort of, um, you know, they are bad people. But the rest of us, were not. You know? All I'll right. give you an example. I'll give you an example. Um, let's use, um, I don't know. Um, okay. Um, okay. I think you get my point with that. Yeah. I think you, I, I think you get my point. Right. But, um, you know, I can't even begin to tell you how many uh, people who are Republican that I know, and they have their beliefs, but they're not bad people, and I can have a reasonable conversation with them. Well, there you, you go. Know? I'd like to hear that. Yeah. And, you know, I have my conservative beliefs, you know, because I pay attention to what's really going on, and I know you do too. And, you know, and that and that's a big problem in today's society. So, what I'm trying to say to that, and then we'll segue into our final topic of this first segment, um, you know, which I, I which I also want to tell you a story of an example of the divisiveness of this society. 
So, um, actually, I'm going to tell that story real quick, and then I'm going to have your quick response, and then I want to discuss the media real quick. Um, so, um, back in 2020, uh, when the world was turning to shit, uh, you know, with COVID, and then the George Floyd uh, protests and riots happening around the country, around the world, uh-huh. I saw the video of what happened to George Floyd, and it was absolutely horrendous. Yes, it was. It was very fucking horrendous. And I get that it started a massive amount of protests, and then in certain cities, some riots. Um, you don't watch me again. That, that's a perfect example that I'm going to use as well as in regards to our last topic of conversation. Okay. Uh, Everyone has the right to peacefully protest. Everybody. Let's make that very clear. It doesn't matter what you are. What matters is that we're all one race and it's the human race. You know? Now, granted, the way people are is the way they are. What they were born with is what they were born with. I don't care who is what. I care about the type of person you are. If you're a good person, chances are I'm going to like you. If you're a shitty person, I'm not going to like you. And it should be that way with everyone, you know, because we were all born from God. You know, we were right. all born with God. But, you know, the George Floyd protests, I mean, some people used it as an excuse to commit crime and stuff. Now, some of them were legitimately angry, but others, you know, used it as a legit excuse to make crimes. So my story is this. So when this was going on and I was separated from everything I cared about, Um, And the protests were going on in the middle of a fucking pandemic. I remember I was having a conversation with an old acquaintance of mine. And I said, look, I'm not sitting here saying nobody has the right to protest. I never once said that. All I'm saying is do it responsibly because we're still in the middle of a pandemic where people are dying. And then most importantly, and this is a very sensitive topic with me, you know, the medical community is exhausted. They're fucking pulling, like almost working an entire day away from their families, risking their lives, risking their lives, trying to fight a fucking pandemic. And here I am being judged when I never once said nobody had the right to protest. I never once said that. I said, just do it responsibly because people are dying in a pandemic and the medical community is working tirelessly with little to no help from the fucking government. Help fighting COVID-19. Don't you think? Yeah, well, yeah, I agree. I mean, I guess I don't... I'm trying to I'm trying to think exactly back and I can't recall, but um mm-hmm. I guess the only thing I can say about it is, you know, yeah, people were angry and 
course. People, uh, some people are always going to be idiots. Of course, yes, on and, both sides. Yeah, and you know, um, looting and all that, and setting things on fire. I mean, I, I believe in pat in passive protest, and of course, of it's, course. You know, but I, it, I, as far as commenting exactly, and at the time of the situation, I, I'd have to go back and read about it. But something, you know, sometimes there's got to do a little bit. Of, you got to be a little bit of uh, proactive to catch some attention. But sometimes it's very easy to go too far. Yes, exactly, exactly. And I mean, when know, it, I mean, this is a very. It's a sensitive My, very minor thing when I was uh, pro when I, I've been on a couple protest marches in Kansas City and very peaceful police at, police around escorted all the license and all that stuff and we were supposed to and it wasn't a huge pro it wasn't like thousands and thousands of people but you know they said you have to stay on the sidewalk you can, you know, you can march, you know, they block off the red lights and that so you can keep marching, but you got to stay on the sidewalks. Right. And, but there was one asshole who had thought he had to march in the street, you know. And yeah. so even, even the protest, we we're all telling him, get your fucking butt back on the sidewalk. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, you know, it's so, and, and of course, that's protesting over, uh, Citizens United. <laughs> oh yeah, and um, uh, so it wasn't you know over a death situation and economic conditions, right? And all that stuff built into the hatred and the and the right. boiling point, boiling pit point of some people. But yeah, there's unfortunately there's going to be those fringe people who think they can go a little bit further and do do something stupid. Uh, absolutely absolutely uh before we get to the media uh conversation because that's also a big thing and i think you and i can absolutely have a conversation um in regards to both sides of the media um what was um the protest uh scene like um during that time um of COVID 19 and the um and the George Floyd protests. I don't think I've ever asked you that, even in private. Uh, do you do you remember uh, what that scene was like? Uh, no, not really. That's okay. That's okay. But you know, um, just look. My my point is with that, and then we'll segue to the media conversation real quick, and then let's take a quick break. Okay. Um, and then we can have a little fun, and then I'm gonna get you out of here because I still got things to do. Okay. Um, so the media. Um, and also, um, hardcore, uh, right-wing Republicans, and then, of course, the, um, woke left. Um, because I am middle ground on certain things, um, those are the politicians, um, whether it's hardcore right-wing MAGA Republicans, or hardcore left-wing uh, woke Democrats. Um, I feel Before that you go any further. Yes. I've been, what's, what's the definition of woke? 
Oh, that's that's a good question. Um, I think it's being aware of certain things going on. Okay. All right, go ahead. No, you're good. Um, okay, let me let me clarify that for a second because look, I'm all about um, when it comes to on the left side, I am I am all for you know not being offensive like to um, a certain group like that's not okay like racism is right. not I okay. Mean, but I, I, and I think and I think you mentioned that because earlier you said we all come from the one creator and we're all human beings. It, exactly, but I think the reason why I'm bringing that up, and I think the media has a part to do with that. Um, first of all, you know I hate Tucker Carlson with a passion. He's one person on the right I will not listen to. I think he spews a lot of bullshit. I'm but so, I did. I'm I so did, glad he's off Fox. Yep. Oh, me too. Me too. He was a fucking problem. And we're we're gonna discuss uh, media personalities here in just a second. Um, but um, I remember watching one of his specials. You know, like the death of comedy um and you know that topic that topic of conversation is a little tricky with me even because look i'll be honest with you um and that and that goes back to my previous thing of you know uh what should we call it um you know just because one person does something doesn't mean that everything is bad. And I say that in the form of raunchy comedy, you know, because I'll be honest with you. I laugh at all sorts of raunchy humor. I love raunchy humor, but you know, I've seen moments where like, I don't know, let's say, um, let me, let me use George Lopez as an example. Let's say George Lopez uh, says like a, an offensive like Latino joke okay. and a lot of people including fellow Latinos think it's funny you know because humor is here as medicine you know or like let's say uh, Jeff Foxworthy uh, says like a racist white or like an offensive white joke you know what I'm right. saying right 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 like you know and a lot of people from all over think that it's funny, but then there's like a few people or like someone says like an offensive Christian joke, uh -huh. um, you know, that doesn't mean that we're saying that it's bad. The point is it's comedy. It's yeah. comedy. Yes. That's why I listen to Howard Stern because Howard Stern isn't afraid to get raunchy. He don't give a shit. Now, obviously, he's not racist because racism is not okay. But the problem is, like, we can't even laugh about certain <coughs> shit anymore. That I have a problem with. What do you think? Well, no, I, I agree that, you know, first of all, you have to be able to laugh at yourself. And so, you know, when uh, George Lopez gets up and makes Hispanic jokes or uh, Chris Rock gets up and makes black jokes and, and yeah. it is it, it's humorous and, and you got to be able to laugh at this stuff and, you know, you can't take them serious. You can't take them that, you know, exactly. people, people need that as an outlet and, you know, uh, 
So long as you're la- long as you're laughing with, with them and not at them and at them exactly. That that I understand. So that's kind. Of, that's kind of what I think the difference of being woke is. Y- yes, you know, and because I can't, I, no, go ahead. I don't know. I just so let's just take the term, the N word, right? Yes. So not say live on air, obviously. So, uh, you know, when I was growing up, back in the fifties, and that it was common. For my parents to use that word all the time. Right. And even I would use it for a little bit while I was growing up, you know, till I, you know, of course, middle schools when I first had my, was first with a back, uh, black student population. And uh, yeah, so, you know, you grew up in it. And then, of course, my parents changed over time. They quit using it too, just right. like all most most parents did or most of that generation but so the question so i thought about that this morning that uh so does that mean you were woke when you quit using the n-word that's a good point and and when you take that to like more the uh lbgtq things today um, you know, because back then, of course, gay wasn't <laughs> very accepted either. Right. But, uh, so it's like with with topics like that, uh, accepting gay people coming out of the closet or stop using the N word or stop, you know, uh, of course, then every ethnic population went, obviously went through it, the Irish, the Italians and all that being degraded. Right. And, um, but does that, to me, I think that means you woke. If you're not using those terms anymore, you've crossed over into humanity. Right, right. So, you know, as we talk about the media, and you talk about especially the right-wing media. Yes, we're going to get to talk that. About, well, we're going to, well, okay, uh-huh. But I was just gonna say they got no they got nothing else to do except stir the shit up by talking about wokeness and stirring shit up like that, you know. Anyways, we can talk about it later, whatever. But I don't know, I just dawned on me this morning that you, there must be generations that always went through their own little woke problems and uh here we are today. Yeah. No, and absolutely. Um so it's okay to go listen to Chris Rock talk about his black people and all that, and you know, even I, you and I, could make a joke about black people as long as it's you know kind of tasteful and all that. Yeah, but not and, 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 and he could go a little bit further overboard than we could. Yeah, he's allowed to do that. He's allowed. Chris Rock is allowed to do that. Yeah, sure. You know, Chris Rock is allowed to do that. George Lopez is allowed to do that. Okay about them and we can laugh about it because it's funny but that doesn't mean that we think they're bad people i heard chris rock is a very nice guy he's you know i'm sure george lopez is too right look all i'm saying is this you know and again nobody is perfect but 
you know, everybody when it comes to woke needs to chill a little bit. Like, if if Chris Rock wants to make a joke, an offensive joke about the fucking, uh, about, about the African-American community or his fellow blacks, he should be allowed to do that. George yeah. Lopez wants to make an offensive joke about Latinos. Mm-hmm. That's then he should be allowed to do that. Now we can't do that, but we can laugh along with it because it makes sense and because it's funny. Yeah. You know? But exactly. just because we like, you know, we'll laugh at stuff like that doesn't mean that we think that they're bad people. Same <laughs> thing with the LGBTQ community. You know, now personally, it's not my choice to be gay. It's not my choice to be bi. Just like how it's not yours. If somebody else wants to be that, that's their choice. That I understand. You know, it's not my choice. Like, you're not gay. I'm not gay. You know, because I love I love tits and pussy. I love tits and pussy. I have the, hottest, I have the hottest woman on the face of the planet Earth that I can make love with. Anytime I fucking want to an extent, of course. But, you know, we should all be able to take a step back and laugh at it. You yep. know, like laugh at ourselves. Yeah. Now, now, speaking of that, and then, um, actually, you know what? Let's do this, uh, because, um, we'll, let's take a quick break, um, I need to pee real quick. Um, we'll we'll continue the media conversation, especially when we do our game of hot or not. Does that sound good? Okay. Cool, man. All right. So when we come back, um, we're gonna continue this amazing episode with my grandpa Lou. We're gonna play a game of hot or not next. I'll see you in a minute, man. All right. Sounds All good. Right. See you soon. And now we're from our commercial sponsors. <laughs> to incite political violence and direct it at the Capitol with the purpose of disrupting the electoral certification. So why did Denver District Court Judge Sarah Wallace keep him on the ballot? Because of that quote that you just heard there. She said that's because the Constitution's insurrectionist ban doesn't apply to presidents. Tonight, the Trump campaign is applauding this decision not to remove him from the ballot, but no... (laughs) Because I want to be cold. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I'm not in the government. And I just, he does dress like Adam Sandler. And that's an insult to Adam Sandler. <laughs> Do you think he likes to wear active wear cats? Let's talk about the big trauma that energizes your book. And this is your death of mother, uh, the death of your mother in her late 50s yes. from, how do you pronounce it? Cardiac amyloidosis. Okay, what is that? Super rare disease. Your body creates a protein. Your liver can't break down. Uh, it builds up on your organs. It mostly affects black men. So my mom's a girl and like, I'm not. Okay, more on what we showed you right before the break. The United Nations agency that is dedicated sexual violence and a word salad, but when you boil it down, she's just refusing 
to condemn Hamas. But this doesn't surprise me because the UN as a whole, at least for the last 10 plus years, has been an activist organization. And I would say not only UN women in the UN, but the feminist movement in general, at least for the last five years, has been made up of nothing but activists who seem to care about abortion rights and abortion rights only, not about actual women. The Pentagon's top brass test is there's been no loss of trust, really, by the president and his national security officials. What I think the White House perception of this was, was they wanted the generals to go to Capitol Hill and tell the truth. And that's what the generals were also doing with President Biden over the last several months, telling him that the reality is that once with... Abbott will do anything yep. but talk about the issue that is in front of him. The, the, the murders in Texas since 2014 by guns have skyrocketed. And all this guy does is say he wants more guns mm -hmm. in the state of Texas. It's I can hear you. I'm back. Perfect. Sorry, I had to take a quick piss, get a water, and um, make a phone call real quick about the possible second episode that I'm going to do tonight whenever you and I are done. Um, All right. Do you uh, have a good quick break? Sorry. Yeah, I did. I uh, communicated about some some stuff to somebody. I got you. <laughs> oh, you're good. You're good. Um, so let's continue the media debate for a few minutes, um, because, um, you know, I think it's a big topic of conversation, um, you know, in regards to, especially we should be able to listen to, um, whatever we want, you know, to get our facts from both sides right. and also do that. Well, um, I, um, well, I create a little playlist that I'm going to play blandly, but not like loudly, but like fade it while we play our game. So okay. while I do that, um, I'm going to let you have the floor. So any thoughts you have on the current state of today's media and so forth, the floor is all yours. Uh, today's media. Um, um... Well, first of all, there's 
way too much bias in the media um, on the commercial end, as we all know. Um, I don't even watch hardly any commercial national media at all. CNN, NBC, Fox, yeah. or any of that stuff. Um, I watch some local news, but um, I try to try to stick with uh, independent sources. And of course, PBS NewsHour is one of my bigger, I guess, corporate <laughs> sponsored shows I watch. But uh, the media's the direction is. I don't see it getting any better. You look, you look at Fox News, they just got their asses sued. They're still in litigation over another lawsuit for lying. That doesn't stop them. They still do the same shit, you know? So, yeah. So, you know, they're... Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Um... It's... No, go ahead. And since they are the major news network of the country, I understand, you know, they're just poisoning America. Yeah, no, it's without a shadow of a doubt. Um, you know, the war in the political media on both sides is a very big problem in today's society and in, and in this country today. Um, sorry, taking a drink of water. Um you know, um, like we said earlier before we went to break, um, you know, there are certain people on both sides that I will not listen to. Um, on the right, I won't listen to um, Tucker. Absolutely not. I definitely will not listen to Laura Ingram or Brett Baer. Um, on the right, I really mainly only listen to Sean Hannity. Um, I listen to Will Kane, and um, I also listen to Greg Gutfeld. Um, on the left, you know, me personally, I listen to Joe Scarborough, Mika Brzezinski. I love Morning Joe. Yeah, uh, I, like I do like that show. I don't, I don't watch it anymore, but when I was able to watch it in the morning, I did, I did like it. Morning Joe with Joe and Mika. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they they were great. I love Joe. And yeah, Mika. And I, I like I liked all their broadcast or their newscast. Ab- absolutely. Um, Chris Cuomo. I love Chris Cuomo, even though you know, obviously, he got fired from CNN uh, for you know covering for his brother, former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, in regards to his allegations. Um, you know, I still like him. Um, I do not like Rachel Maddow because, you know, going back to 2016, and you remember this because, you know, believe it or not, to all my audience, um, my grandpa Lou was at you, man. You were actually the reason why I got into politics. Yeah. And because of that 2016, uh, our revolution meeting. Uh, that we went to when I came up there. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah. 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 You were actually the beginning of me getting into politics. Uh-huh. Cool. And, you know, I remember during the 2016 election, uh, Rachel Maddow was basically all up Hillary Clinton's ass. 
win in reality the rightful candidate, not because of me saying that, oh, Hillary Clinton is a woman. I never said that at all. Not, a lot of us didn't say that at all. There's mm-hmm. idiots out there who said, oh, I'm not voting for so-and-so because he's this. No, 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 no. Not it at all. Sure. I did not like the fact that Rachel Maddow was basically looking at Hillary Clinton as this so-called fucking savior. That pissed me off. Yeah, you know? and, it, and it just proved to me that Rachel Maddow is a uh, establishment uh, Democratic journalist, you know, to be very <laughs> honest with you. That's what it showed me. Yeah. Um, so I don't like that because there's a lot of people in today's media that, you know, they were, um, you know, basically they have their own agenda. You know, which is being, you know, biased towards a specific candidate and so forth. I mean, am I wrong? I uh, know. Yeah, you see it in a lot of them. And I think you're right about her. I mean, I I never watched a lot of her because I don't like her presentation style that much. She's still too melodramatic and stuff for me. I don't know. I don't want to just shoot me the just shoot me the news straight without going through all the annex, you know, and crap. So Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I know I know I probably never watched her seriously that much. Oh a- absolutely. Um, you know let's I mean I'm trying to think. Um no, it's just a very, very big problem, you know. And one thing I will say, and then I'll hand the floor over to you, um, and then we'll we'll have a little fun uh, okay. for a few minutes, and then I'll let then I'll let you go because I know you gotta get some sleep. Um, one thing um, that I will say, even though he doesn't realize that Fox News does count as the media, even if they want to stand there, you know, with stupid looks on their face. And be like, oh, we're not the media and shit on the media. I mean, they're the fucking media themselves as well. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You know, like Donald Trump, you know, says that the media is the enemy of the people. And to an extent, he's not wrong on that one. However, however, you know, he, um, he's not, he, I don't know if either he doesn't care or he doesn't realize that, um, you know, that Fox News is part of the media, right? Right. Yeah. And so, you know, it's just really hard um, to follow the media, you know, and that's why, you know, I don't watch the news as much as I did a while back. But, you know, it's okay for anybody on either side to get, you know, their views from both sides of the media, you know? Oh, yeah. Because, you know, while there are some idiots out there in the fucking media, you know, um, I just think that, you know, if anybody wants to be middle ground on certain things, that's okay. It doesn't mean that they may be right on most of it, but you know, yeah. So 
I'll pass it over to you um, real quick um, if you want a response, uh, you know, because I want this to be for you as well. But before we have a little fun here real quick, um, what are your, do you got a response to that? To the media in general or? Well, or what I said in regards to Donald Trump says that the media is the enemy of the people. But, you know, he doesn't realize that Fox News is also part of the media. And then also, you know, everybody has a right to be middle ground and get both of their views uh, from both sides of the media. Well, first of all, when he says <laughs> the media is the, the media is the, the enemy of you, he means the media is the enemy of me. That's all he cares about. And so he just says, he just puts that you in there to try to get his, his supporters, right. to, to support her to think that he really gives a shit about him. But um, <laughs> uh, that's that's all that is. It's, yeah, no. That's absolutely. all that is. And uh, yes. I mean, if you, I read an interesting article about, um, Kind of the uh, mindset of Trumpians, right? And a lot of the background from maybe being, you know, their back, their 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 uh, upbringing, right? And then that, um, you know, say we know he has big evangelical back, he has following. So, yes. you know, let's and if you're going to and if you're going to believe that the Bible's literary truth is literally true and that it's not just like um, anecdotal stories. I mean, some of us in, you know, there's historical events and stuff. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's a total piece of fiction. Right. But um, if if you're going to believe, say, in Noah's Ark and not in evolution, mm-hmm. there's a big chance you're going to believe in Trump versus, <laughs> you know, you're going to lean to somebody. You have no problem believing in what when somebody says without doing any uh, legwork to see if it's right or wrong. Absolutely. And so... And then that just leads more into the plasticity of your brain developing in that pattern where you are not inquisitive enough to challenge anything from the leader. And so, you know, and from the media, because, you know, I mean, the Although there is a certain too far out there left wing part of the media, it's nowhere near as far out as the right wing part of the media. Right, exactly. You know, if you look at the mainstream right wing media, they're freaking out there. And uh, like, yes, I do read some Fox News in my news feed on the internet. I will never, I will, you know, 
not watch it. There's none of those hosts I really ever care about. Right. And although I did watch it when uh, that one guy was on there before we fought, they fired him. Shepard Smith? No, Wallace, Mike Wallace. Or one Wallace, you know, he was on Sunday. You mean Chris Wallace? Chris Wallace, yeah. Chris Wallace, yes. Yeah. He's um, now, believe it or not. And um, so my point was that uh, so there's so so you're watching this stuff all the time, mm-hmm. the news, the Trump, blah blah blah, Republican Party. I mean, you know, because if you're if you are truly re- registered as a Republican, you are mm-hmm. getting flooded in the mail with all this stuff. I mean, Democrats too, email and all that, but you know, right? So you, but you're less less willing to question it from the beginning, and now your brain is less rush less willing to question it as you grow older and it matures in a certain way. Right. So you, you know. Right. So, you know, Hillary, again, Hillary Clinton was wrong for calling Trump supporters deplorable. Yeah. But, um, uh, they are on some part of the ignorance scale. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they really, they, <laughs> no, they really are. Um, one thing, I, I'm going to respond to that real quick as an, an example of what's wrong with the media. And I can speak this from experience, especially when it came to the 2021 ice storm uh, that happened here in Texas. And, you know, um, what I mean by it's okay to have views from both sides of the media. Um, I'll, I'll give an example real quick, and then I'll give you a chance to quickly respond, and then we'll move on okay. to, you know, our game. All right. Um, so I don't agree with Fox News on two things. Um, number one. I don't agree with them on climate change because climate change is a very big fucking problem in this yeah. country today and, and on the planet. It's a very big fucking problem. Yeah. You know, and I use the Texas ice storm as an example because the ice storm in 2021 was not good at all. Texas, which is normally supposed to be warm in the winter over the last several years, they it has gotten seriously fucking cold. And to the point where we had a fucking natural disaster. And, you know, I remember, you know, that as, um, you know, it climate change is for real. You know, it, it, it is a big problem. And so, you know, number two, you know, let's use, um, you know, same-sex marriage. Like, it doesn't matter You know, if two guys love each other or two girls love each other or a trans or two transvestites love each other, it doesn't matter. It's not our decision. Now, we may, like I said earlier um, on the podcast here tonight, on tonight's episode, you know, that may not be our choice, you know, because, again, you know, I love women, but I'm not going to judge someone. I'm not going to judge another guy if they like another guy. You know, because that's not our choice. Right. 
Um, you know, that's not up to us. You know, and if two people want to get married, then they have every right to get married. But, you know, um, what I also don't like, and I'll give you a quick chance to definitely respond to this one, is when it comes to right-wing media or right-wing politicians, you know, everybody on both sides have skeletons, but especially people on the right. Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert, as an example, they're constantly preaching God. You can't have sex until you're married. Uh, but wait a minute. Number one, Marjorie Taylor Greene was several years ago, I forgot what year, you know, openly cheating on her husband of 25 years with a sex guru and a former gym manager that she used to work for. And then number two, Lauren Boebert, I'm not sure if you heard about this, she was caught fucking fondling her date that wasn't her husband, even though her and her husband are divorced, in a fucking Beetlejuice play in Colorado. Do you remember yeah, that? right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's like there are people on both sides, but especially the right, that are basically fucking hypocrites. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, going back to the abortion thing, it's really stupid that Republicans want to completely out or like ban it, but yet there is a good chance that if so, and I use Greg Abbott as an example, if Greg Abbott's daughter Audrey was a victim of any of the things that I listed earlier and her health was in danger, you really don't think that daddy doesn't want to protect his little girl? Right, exactly. There's fucking hypocrisy in politics, and we need to fucking move past that shit. You know, and that's that's what power and capitalism do, you know, yeah. that's what power and capitalism do. Now, granted, don't get me wrong. I love we all love money. We all need money to survive, but not to the point where it divides people and fucking, you know, makes them do shit like this. No. All right. Yeah. So I don't know. But um, that being said, um, are you ready to have a little fun here for a few minutes? Yeah, let's do it. Perfect. So while I get this started, um, as anybody knows from my Russell Empire episodes with Alan, um, I like to have a little music in the background, obviously not loud because I want everyone who listens to this to be able to hear. I want my guests or my co-hosts. To be able to hear. So what we're going to do tonight. Um, in honor of this political episode. Um, very great discussion. Um, me and you. Are going to play. Kind of like a mix of this or that. But we're also going to include. A little hot or not. With like women in the media. So the playlist I did tonight. Is classic rock songs. Again like I always say in my disclaimers. And like I said in an episode a couple of weeks ago, I explained my process. You know, I'm playing this from my phone into my speaker and on my Spotify for Podcasters app because I want to promote the music. Not that I own it, but I want people to know my love of music. So, my man, with that being said, are you ready? Let's, yep, let's go. Perfect. So, what we're going to do is we're going to go back and forth. Um, a few rounds of this or that, and then hot or not, and then uh, we're going to get you out of here. So with that being said, 
um, for this political edition of This Is That or Hot or Not, let's begin. So before we do that, let me know. Um, can you hear the music okay? It's not too loud. Uh, I can barely hear it. Yeah, that's a... Okay. I'm trying to make sure it's not loud so we can still hear each other. All right. But I'm also trying to promote it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, this or that. I'm going to start us off. Sean Hannity or Tucker Carlson? I know you don't like both, but if you had to pick one over the other, who would it be? Sean Hannity. I would, too. Your turn. Basically, it's going to be back and forth. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Let me think here. What are we talking? Okay. <laughs> uh Wow, you're stumping me. Sorry, I mean, no, you're okay. You're okay. You're okay. Here, let's do hot or not real quick while we think on this. Um, this one will be easy. Um, Kaylee McEnany or Caitlin Collins? Kaylee McEnany, of course, on Fox News now. Caitlin Collins, CNN. Who's hot? Who's not? I already know my answer. <laughs> Ty. <laughs> <laughs> As if they're hot or they're not. I'd say they're both hot. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Holy shit. Of course it's seventy one okay. at seventy one everybody they're all hot now. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. Okay. Okay. I got one for you. What you got? Okay, hot or not? Omni Navaz and Amy Goodman. Are they both politicians? <laughs> I don't even know who the fuck those are. <laughs> okay, who are they, first of all? Well, they're both newscasters. I was staying in the same line. One's one's a newcaster on PBS NewsHour, and the other one has her Democracy Now! show in the morning. But anyways. Oh, oh fuck. This is only tough because I barely... Um, I know, I know. Well, the thing uh, is, I'm sure, I'm sure I've seen both those blondes before, but if you show me 10 pictures of a blonde, I couldn't tell you which two of those new, were those were those two newscasters, you know. Uh, <laughs> okay, for, for that reason... I'm but here's one. I got one. Okay, here's... What, what you got? Okay. Well, no, but uh, how about Crystal Ball? You know her? I've heard of her. Yeah. I've heard of her. Is yeah. she on PBS? I think I've No, she, her. Has her own in, she has her own independent internet broadcast. But yeah, Crystal Ball with a K. She's pretty hot, too. Okay. Her or who? What's that? No, her or who? Did you have someone else? No, no, just I was just that oh, just a little tip. Ball? You can check her out sometime. Gotcha. Oh damn, she's fine. <laughs> Holy shit! Okay, okay, I'll tell you what we'll do. I'll tell you what we'll do. Instead of doing <laughs> this or that for hot or not, we'll just we'll just say, I'll just say a name and you tell me who's hot. If, if that person is hot or not. Does that sound good? <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, let me think of another one. Uh, Tommy Loren, Fox News. Tommy Loren. Oh yeah. 
That young girl. Let me make that very clear. Let's see. Of course, she's a very attractive looking, but <laughs> I mean, it's like I don't know if I could be in the same room too long with her, though. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, I could have nothing to talk to her about. <laughs> she just, she would just be a good like doinking and then getting the fuck out. Yeah, she what? she wants to. Wham bam thank wham bam thank you sir okay I'll be there. <laughs> that, that's funny. That's funny. Uh, who you got? What do I got? Oh man. I'll tell you what. I'll even add celebrities to this. Okay. If, so... it, if it'll make it easier. Uh, I didn't realize they're gonna be on. The, okay, let's see. No, just just name anybody, and I'll and I'll tell you. We'll make this easy. Lady Gaga. <laughs> Ooh, uh, <clears throat> I would say she is an attractive woman. Um, she has a very beautiful voice. Obviously, more of like when she plays on the piano. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like it when she like does all this, like, out-there crap. But I do think she is a beautiful woman, and she has a great voice. Oh, so, yeah. absolutely, she's beautiful. She's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I got one more person in the media. Um, Kat Tim, also from Fox News. I don't know. Don't know her at all. Him or, him okay. or her. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Um, she, um, she is a correspondent or a, a week, like a regular guest on Gutfeld. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And Gutfeld is one of the shows on Fox News. Uh, whoever watch. sits, whoever sits in the middle of the couch on the morning show and crosses her legs, that's hot. Whoever the hell that is, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I'll send you a picture when we go off air. Um, <laughs> let's switch over to uh, just the plain simple game of yes or no. It could be okay. Uh, yeah. News, it could be um, news anchors. It could be <laughs> um, celebrities. Whatever. Will that will that be easier? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Chris Cuomo. Yes or no. Yes, I like him. I mean, uh, I think he was. I liked it. Like I liked his presentation style, and um, you know, yes. Yeah, too bad his brother's doings kind of got him fired, or whatever he left. I don't know, but yeah, I, I, I like. I didn't watch CNN that much, but yeah, I, I found him to be a good, good news anchor. Yeah, no, I, I like him too. Um, from all the times that I watched him, he wasn't an establishment uh, news anchor. He, he, he wasn't. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I felt it sucked when he got fired from CNN. You know, and he stopped doing his serious XM shows. I remember um, he, he was me and my father's favorite. I see. Um, you know, because everyone else, other than Joe Scarborough and Mika. Um, 
everyone else was starting to annoy me, you mm. know? And when I watch my news, I would want, like, right down the middle. Chris Cuomo fits that, you know? Yeah. Uh, anywho, your turn. Yeah. Uh, Nika. Yes. Nika from Morning Joe, yeah. Nika Brzezinski? Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm not doing this as a hot or not. Uh, I like her a lot. I think she is educated. Um, obviously, she is full on left, which is fine. Uh, you know, even though Joe used to be um, a Republican, but right. you know, then he became a independent. Um, I think she is well educated. Um, I also like her because if you remember uh, during COVID, um, her and Joe were very like against the hatred of the medical community. You mm-hmm. know, okay. and I remember, and I remember, I sent this to Nicole where Joe Scarborough made um, like a tribute video thanking all of the medical community for working tireless, tire. Working like wearing themselves to the fucking bone, yeah. You know, trying to save us from COVID nineteen. I I cried during that. Oh wow. Yeah, and so the fact, I mean, I like them already, but the fact that they were the only news outlet or the news show and the news anchors really defending the medical community. Yeah. That 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 earned them a whole level. Of respect, a new level of respect for me, you know. So I'll say that. Um, Bruce Springsteen, Bruce, yeah. Um, he's an American legend, that's for sure. Yes, he Um, is one hell of a songwriter, and what and equally talented performer. Probably yeah. the uh, uh, two memorable shows that I saw was uh, early in probably 73 or something like that. And he was playing the Fox Theater in St. Louis. And we got a, we had like 20 tickets together in the first and second row with a balcony. And, you know, He's rocking on, and everybody's standing up, bouncing to the bouncing to the beat, and that st- and that balcony, it was swaying up and down. You could feel the balcony swaying. It's like, holy shit, is this Damn. thing going to collapse? Are we going to fall down? But nobody would. Nobody. Everybody's kind of looking at each other, but nobody could stop rocking. And then, Damn. And then, um, one of the best openings of any show I've seen was. After the uh, 9-11 incident, and I forget the name of the album he came out with about the about 9-11. Right. And the uh, opening in this, and actually the opening song escapes me too, but what they did was they, of course, at that time you just heard that album and your heart sank because of what happened to the World Trade yes. Center. Yes. But they just came marching up from the back of the stage during the opening of that song, and yeah, you could just feel your 
feel the uh, empathy go out of you, raised to a new level for. But uh, anyways, uh, but I didn't go see him the last time because his ticket prices were too freaking high. Where was he playing at? I don't think he can. He didn't. He didn't come to Kansas City. It must have been St. Louis or somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, I just. Uh, yeah, too high. Yeah, I got you. No, he he's a legend. He is a legend. Um, I really hope that at some point down the road, you know, a quick football thing in regards to that. I really hope that they go back to more of like the legends, you know, because mm-hmm. we're, we're not going to have Bruce around forever. We're not going to have the who around forever. You know, now don't get me wrong. Some of these like pop halftime shows have been memorable, but that's a conversation for another day. But, you know, I just, and I'm going to do this um, as well on an episode another day, the state of music. You know, okay. especially when it comes to rap and hip hop. But no, Bruce. Bruce is a legend. Bruce yeah. is a legend. I I love him to death. I love him to death. So, yes to Bruce. What do you got for me? Uh, let's do the game until it hits the forty minute mark, and then we're gonna stop the game. And then I wanted to, we're gonna close it. Um, and then I'll get you out of here. And then I'm gonna close the show solo. Sound good? Sounds good. I'll uh. Give you, I'll give you a, a softball pitch. Tyreek Hill. Because oh, he's on the Dolphins. Hell yeah. I'm going to be seeing him live next Monday night. <laughs> Monday night. Hell yes. Tyreek. Well, how did he do today? I didn't. I really didn't pay attention today. He had a really good fucking game. Um, he had um, two 60-plus yard touchdowns from Tua. Wow. Uh, Dolphins won 45 to 14 today. Or, yeah, 45 to 14. Um, they're now three games above Buffalo in the AFC East. Um, I was very happy with it. Today. Yeah. Cool. Um, hopeful. Now, I will say this real quick because, you know, I want to hit the uh, 40 minute mark and then, you know, I want to, I want to, yeah, sure. Say something real quick to, close our close our episode together um so um i hope derrick henry does play next monday night uh you know because derrick henry is the best running back or one of the not the best running back but he is one of the best yeah sure he had had a big day today too i think yeah he he did really good today um but um obviously we're at home Next Monday night in Hard Rock, and we've been the best home team in the AFC. So I'm hoping we kick the shit out of the Titans next Monday night. Um, Ben Roethlisberger. Um, uh, Well, I think uh, he's another legend. Interesting fact just heard the other day was that uh, last week when the Steelers had a 400-yard total offense game was the first the, game, the first game without Matt Canada, right, for Kenny Pickett? Well, the first game with Matt, well, Matt, with Matt Canada, I think that was including, yeah, for Kenny Pickett. 
but it, would that include the end with a uh, gosh? Oh. Um, no, you're good. You're good. With Ben, was uh, he? He was there. With Ben, was there? Wasn't he? Yeah. I want to say yes. But yes, I he think was there at the end, and I don't think years. Ben, and I don't think. I think that even included the the stint he was there with Ben that they didn't have any four hundred yard passing games, but uh, or I mean uh, total offensive games, I don't remember. Right. But anyways, uh, hey, he was a he was a <laughs> early in his career he was he was a one heck hell of a hard dude to bring down. You know, he might not have the, he didn't have the speed, but he had enough strength to just move around enough ward people off and get the ball to the receiver and uh Absolutely. He, i think he deserves all the accolades that are that he uh put up in the in the books absolutely absolutely i i love ben roethlisberger um, yeah. you know obviously i think he came out and said something recently about canada i didn't read it but yeah, but it's, overall, it's called, he's kept. I think he's kept his mouth shut. He's a good stealer still, and yeah, better than Antonio Brown. Let's be clear about that. Uh, <laughs> but let's be clear about that. Uh, let's do one more each. Uh, what you got for me? Uh, what is that? The uh, WWE? You mean AEW? Yeah. The Wrestling Federation? Uh, well. Aren't you aren't you into wrestling? I, I am, but I'm more into AEW. Okay. Uh, well, whichever w, one. Hell yes to AEW. Uh, WWE is slowly getting away from Vince McMahon. Okay. Which is, which is a good fucking thing. Um. And um, Alan, my, my buddy Alan and I, who's also my co-host of Russell Empire, um, we discussed this uh, briefly um, after a big return to WWE. And, um, you know, it's a good thing that WWE is making a comeback, um, you know, from Vince McMahon. Because it's not that Vince McMahon was bad, but um, he was just a bad booker. Or, or okay. no. No, 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 no. Uh, he lost touch with okay. what the fans want today. Now, in regards to AEW, um, it kind of hit a slump itself. Now, I love AEW because, okay. you know, Nicole and I, we we love AEW. That's one of our things we watch together. We've been uh-huh. the two, um, we've been the two AEW events. Um, one thing that I do do, um, depending on the pay per view, um, and depending on the matches. I do order uh, the AEW pay-per-views because there's been a lot of good story to it. And now that Alan and I are doing Wrestle Empire, which is part of the uh, Phoenix Empire family of shows along the state of the real union, um, you know, it, it has to be like worthy for me. And then so I can talk about it with Alan so I can grow the same. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to answer your question on that, hell Yes. AEW. WWE won't be far behind, but they're not there yet with me. Gotcha. Um, my final one, uh, Michael Franti. Michael who? 
Michael Bronte. Oh, man. Well, I love his music. It's very uplifting. I I listened to his new album a couple times. Um, you came up with a new album? Yeah. How long I, wasn't, ago was this? I don't know. I wasn't that impressed. I thought, you know, I mean, it was, I thought it was real good, but it seemed like it was kind of rehash, you know. But, uh, oh, yeah, if he comes to town, I'll go see him for sure. And I'm not going to, I would never miss him in concert. Um, he's, uh, He's like a Rastafarian, man. And he bridges that gap between reggae and hip-hop. And uh, I mean, especially if you could and then listen to some of his early stuff. It's really good. But yes. uh, I mean, in concert, he just, yeah. He just uh, makes, makes, makes you feel good. It's, it's very worth seeing. Absolutely. But yeah, um, check, out, check out his new albums. Tell me what you think. I will. I, I, should, I probably should give it a listen again. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll check it out. But, but I'll uh, go just no, a quick thing. Go, go listen to the Stones' new album, too. Oh, I will. I've actually listened to some of it so, so far, and I really like it. It's yeah, it's real good. One of their best albums in a very long time. Um, as far as my thoughts on Michael Franti, um, obviously, I don't love him as much as you do. Do I like him? Absolutely. Um, it's going to be actually a perfect segue um, to one of my favorite stories. And I'm going to turn the music off now. Um, the song, do you love, especially when we played that um, two years ago, when we did the Columbia homecoming, um, that is one of my signature songs because the tune of it is um, so amazing. I, I love the beat to do you love. Uh-huh. It's, it's one of my favorites. Uh-huh. So I'm with you on that one. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you right there. Um, before I let you go, um, I want to share a quick story. That's one of my absolute favorite memories. And, you know, it's going to segue to um, like my own little Thanksgiving message for you. Um, so I want to tell the quick story, um, of our, my, our Columbia homecoming. So two years ago, um, you, you remember this, um, I came up for a few days to see you because I really, with everything in my life falling apart at the time, um, you know, I just needed to just heal myself a little bit, um, you know, and to return home. And I'm not talking about Branson because I adopted Columbia as my hometown because that is where I really, in a way, kind of started my journey from all the um, all the times of, um, you know, my medical situation, because those were really hard. But the reason why I say that um Lou, I just want you to know from the bottom of my heart um, where words cannot express how thankful I am for you. Um, You've been a very big part of my life uh, since I was a kid and I just 
I'm very thankful for you for just being by my side through all of this, um, for all you've done for me, you know, with everything. And to share that moment right there as well, the Columbia homecoming two years ago, um, it was a very special moment, especially when we were on that parking garage and um, we got that view of campus, the University of Missouri, my second favorite college college program, was just a very special moment for me. So I'm just very thankful for you. Um, and along with other reasons I may have listed, um, you are the one of the other sources of motivation why I'm trying to build what I'm building because, you know, I just want to be able to do, to give back to you and to do more for you for all you do for me. So for that, I just want you to know I am so blessed and so thankful for you that you've been a big part of my life and all that you've done for me, man. I love you very much. Well, thank you, Sky. You know, I love you and I've, uh always enjoyed our, our relationship and I'm glad we kept it going due to the circumstances and all that. And, uh, yeah. um, I think about you every day and I'm glad, I'm glad you're doing so, so well. And well, I'm not, I'm not like where I want to be just yet, but I'm trying. That's right. You're, yeah. Yeah. And, but I should, and, no, go ahead. And I'm glad, uh, be there when you need me and hopefully be a positive for and being a positive force in your life. You, you have in so many ways and that, and you know, that's what the, along with, I don't want to be, I don't want to have to answer to anybody. Like I want to build my own media empire, you know, starting from the ground up, you know, you are one of the motivations for that. And I just, I love you and I'm just thankful for you. All right. Well, love you too sky and yeah we'll do this again sometime i i enjoyed it so i yeah so i'm gonna get you out of here um and um obviously um before i let you go um i uh before before i hang up um obviously i have to do my um i'm gonna close out the show next so i love you i'm thankful for you and um i am looking forward to the future i'm not giving up even if i reach a bump in the road which you already know my bumps in the road that i'm not going to say on air and i just can't wait i just can't wait for going forward and i definitely can't wait to share with you my miami trip yeah all right man well i'm looking forward to the future our future together and uh yeah have fun in miami let's go dolphins Amen. Lou, I love you. I'll talk to you soon. All right, Sky. Take care, man. All right. Bye. I'm going to close out the show for everyone else still listening next. I'll see you soon, man. All right. Oh, macros.
championship since 2009. Why could this year's team get it done? Uh, well, I think it's a commitment and a tribute to the players. You know, they went for this thing since the summer. They were on a mission to win a Big 12 championship, and they acted like it every day. And uh, I'm just thankful for these guys and this group because the, the leaders on this team did a tremendous job helping our younger players. Really, really proud and just so happy for this group. They've been through a lot in their time here, so to win a championship is huge. Speaking of leaders, your quarterback, Quinn Ewers, broke Big 12 title game passing records today. How has his evolution led to your team's success? Best game he's played. You know, he played really well. I thought the guys around him made a lot of plays for him, too, and that's what this team has. We got a lot of playmakers, you know, at the wide receiver, tight end, and running back spot, and I thought our offensive line played a nice game as well. Coach, we know that the playoff committee is watching this game. What did your team show them today? Well, in my opinion, we can play with anybody in the country. You know, we're a very versatile team. Uh, we play good defense, we play good offense, play really good on special teams. And so uh, at the end of the day, we'd love the opportunity. We'll see what happens. And what can you tell us about your wide receiver, Xavier Worthy's injury and his status moving forward? Yeah, he's okay. X-rays were negative, so he'll be okay. All right. Thank you, Coach. Thanks, oh, from Bowman. We'll cover two. Corner stays in the flat, he works right in behind him, gets the ball up and down. Evaluating teams, considers he can't play. It's for Presley, caught it. And he's taken down at the three-yard line. Jade Barron made the tackle. So the best off the motion, little out and up from Presley. He times it perfectly. It's well thrown. He gets in. Bowman to the end zone, caught. Rashad Owens, the touchdown. Nice drive engineered by Bowman. They went 89 yards in 10 plays. And a good job here working through some traffic by Owens. Just a negotiated defender goes behind him. Anthony Hill loses sight. And Bowman sees it all the way, drifts back, buys a little time, throws an accurate pass for the touchdown. Zara goes to the snapper. And it's good. 6.26 to go, 49-21 test. Put enough of his uniform on just to be on the field for the championship game. What a smart and classy gesture by Steve Sarkeesian for the great running back. God bless him, man. Despite all the barriers, if you do whatever you do every day, you can get it. Get it. Get it. I did it. From the poorest, I said I got to push for all of my dreams and they flourished. In a forest full of obstacles, I got to do because I'm Morris. Don't ignore it, that I built this vocab without a thesaurus. When the war is pressing, they be asking me questions like Katie Couric. Like, did you sell dope when you fell broke? Trying to stop a male's hope who never dropped the jail soap. Made it up out of hell scope, they ask, can I spell vote? I'm feeling like they trying to tell jokes, Chappelle wrote. I'm a U.S. citizen, escaping the penitentiary they hit us in. This kid has been fitted to quit and then spit it and shit again. But I became noble and well-rounded. Like an oval, never will I be grounded for disposal. Everybody be astounded by the moguls. Yeah. Take nine, yeah. no more saying I can't afford this. Yeah. Even when I was down, my plan was to never afford it. A very special congratulations to my Texas Longhorns for winning the Big 12 football title in their final season in the Big 12.
I want to thank my Grandpa Lou for joining me here tonight. It was a great episode full of, you know, understanding um, to what's going on in the political landscape. Um, you know, especially because of the fact that we need more middle ground um, in um, this society and especially in the country. Um, I'm going to close with this tonight um, because I don't know what the hell is going on with um, the planned guest that I have for what I wanted to do a double header tonight. But if that doesn't happen, it's okay. I'm kind of fucking tired. It's all right. So I'm going to close it with this. Has anybody ever had a moment where they go to a place, like a memorable scene, and they remember that moment forever, or for leather, forever? The reason why I told the Columbia Homecoming story um, on the last segment is I am... A whore for good scenery. And no, I'm not talking about women. Because I got the hottest woman on the face of the fucking planet. Even though we played a game of hot or not. With women in the media. None of them pale in comparison. To my queen. Not even close. But that's not the good scenery I'm talking about. I'm talking about places. I'm talking about places you have been. And certain moments where you hear certain songs. Have you ever had that? If so, I applaud you because I have that. I'll give you an example. Um, Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, every time I see that in my head, and especially Bank of America Stadium at nightfall, the song I hear in my head is uh, Cassius Clay's Pearly Whites by Foster the People. Um, every time, like the Columbia Homecoming and the story I told, I obviously hear uh, Tokyo by the books. Um, or every time I'm in Columbia in general, I hear uh, The Best of You and Me by Number One Gun. Every time I'm on campus... UT, by the way, I hear God Bless America by Dizzy Wright. It's a beautiful thing, but it's also a necessary thing. Oh, um, every time I'm in Miami, or what I'm probably going to hear when Nicole and I arrive in Miami next Monday, um, I'm going to hear the Right Above It by uh, Lil Wayne and Drake. Because that's the song I think, because that's also the song for Ballers, which also takes place in Miami. I like it because it brings me peace. It's also why I love music, because you can associate certain songs with your favorite place. Because you may have been listening to that song in that place. You know what I'm saying? So I closed the show with this tonight because I don't think my guest that I had planned for um, the second episode of the double header tonight. Um, and plus, I got to take care of a personal situation, um, one that I'm not going to say live on the air. Um, but let me say this. Always remember the places you have been to that are memorable. 
Even if you see it on TV. If it brings you peace, it brings you peace. You know? So, take pictures. Recognize the song that you may have heard. Because that's what we need in the world. We need more peaceful memories. Not the memories of the trauma that we all go through. So, if you say that you are a whore for good scenery, I applaud you because I'm a whore for good scenery. Memorable scenery. When I was back home, back in Missouri, I used to think the Springfield Cardinals baseball stadium, Hammonds Field, was very peaceful. Uh, Town Lake in Austin. Um... Deerfield Beach, north of Miami. It just brings more peace, you know? So I apologize if this closing segment doesn't make sense, but I think you get the point. Find your place. Remember the good scenery. Listen to music that reminds you of that place. It's the ultimate way of meditation. It's the ultimate peaceful way to calm your mind. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to close. Thank you all for joining me here tonight. Very special thank you to my grandpa, Lou. Um, thank you to all of you for all your support so far. We are just getting started. Um, and yeah, like I said, just remember, find your place. And remember that place. And ever in a time of stress, always remember. Because the situation I dealt with tonight was very fucking stressful. Um, again, I can't say it live on air. I have to deal with it privately. Um, but all in all, um, that is my advice to you as a way to keep you calm and to bring peace to your life. Not fake peace, but real peace. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, that is it. Um, if my set, if my guest for episode 10, which is going to be... Unless something changes, uh, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, part two, uh, joins me. Um, that is going to be it for tonight. Um, I may have to do that episode another day, which is fine. Because right now what's more important is my family and getting ready for Miami. And so with that, I love you all. Thank you guys. Um, if you want to follow my journey, um, you can follow me on Instagram at King of the Phoenix Empire. Um, I appreciate you guys. And remember, as I always say, when you feel what you want to feel, you're being real. And being real is a very big deal. And it's what we need more of in this world. And then finally, I'm continuing to build the empire. One day, one moment. One stop, one step, one second, one hour, one minute at a time. I love you guys. Have a great night. If I don't do the second episode of the doubleheader, I'll just do it another day. And just, I love you all very much. And shout out to everyone. Um, but a new shout out. A very new shout-out is going to be made here tonight. My awesome, awesome, awesome boss. Uh, my new manager um, at my current job. Awesome. Honest. 
but fair and respective. Um, we had a good meeting the other day. Um, and I feel really confident and a lot better than I did under the previous regime. So to that person, you know who you are. I love you as well. I got nothing but respect for you. And I'm going to run through a wall for you. So just know that. Anywho, I love you all. Peace and love. And stay safe. And I'll see you all very soon. And as always, Tokyo, baby. See you soon. Peace and love, everybody. Bye.
Hey, y'all. Sky here. Uh, thank you all for listening to my podcast today. Um, if you like what you've heard, uh, please leave a review. Rate me five stars. I can use all the help I can get. Um, but if there's anything I can improve on, um, still leave a review. Let me know what I can do to um, do better. Um, again, I cannot do this without your guys' help. Spread the word. Spread the love. Spread the realness. Thank you, guys, and I'll see you all very soon. I'm in the empire business. Allow me to reintroduce myself.